Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today. We have a lot to cover. Here she is, the one and only Miss Sarah Frazier. Oh my God. The one and only David Yontif. David, I love you. And you've been furiously texting me all week long that you have exclusive, exclusive scoop. Well, listen. I mean, I can't wait. You, you tell me where you want to start, but I thought this announcement was so curious. I, I thought this was very interesting about Housewives of New York. I want to know all your thoughts. There is so much going on. First of all, believe it or not, before we get to that, before we get to that, okay, 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 I, I want to talk about, so you and I did a recent show where somehow it was unplanned at the end of the show. I don't even know how we got on the topic. We started talking about Jill Zarin. Yes. Like you went into great detail, great detail about basically your falling out, right? The two of you had at the time. I did. And then I titled that episode, Jill Zarin, Our Falling Out, something to that effect. But Jill Zarin's name was in the title. And, you know, listen, I, I, I don't backtrack on anything I said that has happened. However, I would like to actually... I believe, like, I want to say some things that have happened since. And I, I actually want to issue an apology to Jill Zarin. <gasps> what? Okay, why? What happened? What happened? Here's the deal. Okay. David, I think this is the only apology I've ever heard you say. Okay, go on. Uh, listen, well, a couple of things. First of all, look. Well, Jill called me. Let's start with the fact that my phone rang and it was Jill Zarin. Let's just start with that fact. Okay, did it come up as Jill or you had no idea who the number? Because I always think that's interesting because it's always like I really try to avoid conflict on the phone, but I always fucking answer. And it's always like, oh, what am I doing? That is such a good question. The truth of the matter is 
Jill thought it came up as Jill. It actually came up. I do have Jill saved in my phone now. But when I answered the phone, I honestly and truly had no idea it was Jill's hair. I swear to God. Because I didn't save her. I saved her in my phone. But then after this falling out, I took her out of my phone. I now put her back in my phone. So when the phone rang, but during our call, Jill is like, oh, I was shocked you picked up or whatever. But I really didn't know it was her. But it was a a 917 or let's, you know, 646. That's not Jill's number. But it was a New York number. And I was literally about to go on air with somebody. So this, I literally, first of all, this could not have come at a worse time, Jill Zarin. It was sure. like, I, I had to record in the morning, Jorge Garcia from Lost, who just got voted off of The Masked Singer. And every 800 executives from Fox were going to be on the freaking show. And then after that, I was doing someone from SNL. It was like the day from hell. And I was just like a New York number. Like, what could, this could be so many different things. So I picked up and it was Jill. Now, before we get to the apology, well, we're going to get to the apology. You know, listen, I've said this before and I will say it again. It's not like a threat. It's just as a lawyer, I am a lawyer. I, you, I, you, lawyers are a certain breed and like you they can't, are. They are. you can't come at me. I'm not afraid of you. I don't care who you are. I you will, know the law. You're not intimidated. And, and, yeah. and, and I will see red and I have those fighting skills. And if you come at me and draw a line, I will, I will, I will not back down. I will come out and I will fucking hate you. And I will call you a bitch. And I'm not, and it's just, I will, I will, I will do what I need to do. So that is, if you come at me short of that, I am a nice, reasonable person and I don't look for problems. And so what happens, which is what I described, and then there's lots of DMs, you go, you get Jill and good for you, fuck her and all this other stuff. And, you know, listen, that's not really the first of all, that's not the show that I have here. My show is an interview show. You and I talk once a week, but it really is an interview show where I interview these people. I don't I don't want to nor have that type of like slinging mud show. I really didn't want it. There are podcasts out there. I saw Jill's name in another podcast today, a title that this person's never even spoken to her. They're saying Jill isn't returning to Roni. I know exactly what they're talking about. And it's, they're misconstruing a quote from Andy. That's not true at all. Look at me here sticking up for Jill. But like, (laughs) the thing is, I don't, I I don't, but I don't like, listen, it's not like she called and I'm scared of her. I don't, I'm not that I don't want a gossipy slinging mud that's just not me. It's not, it's not who I am as a person. It's not my brand, but I was pissed at Jill for this. Cause she came at me, which is, you know, but how could you not respect someone calling you to basically, I mean, basically she said, I understand you just called me a bitch. That's how the conversation started. So she listened to the podcast episode and was obviously compelled enough. I mean, okay, okay, wait, I, I need more detail though. So it starts out, you know, she said, okay, I heard you call me a bitch, but obviously you must've been on her mind too. I mean, she obviously cares about your friendship enough to call you. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, that's where like you get me, you know, so she, she, she might've been starting in with me. And then I, I did lose it on the phone with her because I, I was screaming at her. And then once I was done screaming, it, you know, just like, why, why, like I could say what I want, it's the United States of America, at least for now, you know, it's then when I calmed myself down and checked myself, it was like, just what you said. It's like, I mean, how respectful is that? Like you are calling me to address this. So I have to say 
in like one minute, like now I've turned, like I'm a very reasonable person. Like it's a very respectable thing to me that you don't have to call me. You can now go and say whatever about me or just not even, listen, I don't have a big ego. Like I, I don't, Jill Zarin is famous. She's like, I'm not, I'm not comparing myself to Jill. Like just cause she said, cause she, she did listen. Cause she said, well, and you're also saying you get more press than me, which is true. Good for you. Like she definitely listened to my rant with you. So, uh, but, but, but like, that's not me. I don't have that ego. Like, look at me. I, I really don't. And so I just want to do the work, which is this job. And I just want to, I'm making a good living doing this. And my living is not to, to trash people or so when she called me to work this out, that how respectable is that? The phone is ringing and she's like, look, I, I don't want an enemy. And how, I mean, that's all you need to say to me. That's it. That's all you got to say, guys, to like, wow. be flushed. Really? There's, I, I don't need to rehash what happened. It, what happened doesn't matter. It's like, you're calling me and like, we're both in this business in different aspects. And it's to me, I'm like, wow, this is respectable because I just did fucking call you a bitch and say, tell you to go fuck yourself and talk about, you know, fuck you. And I don't know. I don't think I would pick up the phone and call somebody after they did this to me necessarily. So I respect it. I do. I really respect it. And then to that, the, the apology is just in that, like, I don't know, shame on me. Maybe I should have picked up the phone and called her a year and a half ago when I was fucking pissed off. And we had this thing, you know, let's not get into the past year and a half and things I've heard that were said, that doesn't matter. It's like, you're calling and you really don't want enemies. She said, I don't want enemies. And, and I don't really want enemies And like, Okay. So wait, wait, wait. Do you think the motive for this call, right? If uh, and motive isn't really the right word, but do you think it's truly about she doesn't want enemies or do you think she is making a genuine play to come back at television? And, you know, because we obviously know we're going to get into this Real Housewives of, of New York recasting and she wants as many influential people as she can on her side. Like what? I mean, because yeah. this is a turn of, I mean, that was a pretty quick turn of events. Not <laughs> even a text. Like, I mean, I would have been like a text, like, Hey, heard, you know, heard you talking about me or whatever, you know, um, I, I don't want enemies. Like I would love to connect with you sometime. I mean, no, that's, that's probably like new school. I mean, Jill Zarin's a little old school. So maybe the phone call is the, the move, but do did you think afterwards? Hmm. Because you yourself are really good at that. You're good at seeing different angles. Do you think there was another angle? Yes, 100%. <laughs> I do. But that's not me shading her at all. It's, I 100% think that. Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't think, yes, 100%. And listen. What do you think the other angle is? What do you think the? Well, and also this episode of ours came out the day after this Roni news was announced. And I, I, I told Jill, like, this really isn't me clickbait. This episode was scheduled. So it just happens that it's the next day. But no, I, I 100% think that her calling me has something to do with that. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that you know, look, I'm always yeah. honest. And I mean, we even kind of talked about that. Like, I think, look, and we're going to get into it, but I think that there is this announcement about this OG show. I have a lot of feelings about this OG oh, show. I've spoken to a lot of housewives this week, but I do feel that 
a door that I personally don't think was ever open for Jill on the, the main show, which I will stand by, like this, this incarnation with Luann and Ramona and Ebony and Leah, I personally don't think Jill was ever going to come back to that show. That's just my honest opinion. It's nothing personal against her. I just, it's a thinking like a producer for a lot of reasons. I don't think so. I think this news, which could be bad for a lot of people, I think could potentially be good for Jill if the show ever happens, which we're going to get into. But I do oh. think that, so I do think that, but is that a bad thing? Like, look, I think this is just my opinion for when Jill Zara listens to this episode, this is nothing I wouldn't say to her face. I'm just honest. I think like a producer, I think that Jill has learned and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that, you know, you're on a show and then you're off And it's almost like you need to be off for so long to realize the things you did wrong. And there's everyone did things wrong. You don't think Ramona didn't do something wrong that now she doesn't have a job as of right now today. Like, so I personally think that Jill has learned things, you know, through Bethany and Andy. And so what is wrong with that? A humble woman who says, you know, I'd like to maybe be a part of this and I think the right way to do it is to keep my head down and not make any comments and just focus on my mask business with my daughter and live my life and promote girls trip too. And, and let this come to me if it's card. So why would she want me on her bad side? And so I do think there is this ulterior motive, but I don't think that's a bad thing. It's still, she's picking up the phone and calling like how respectful is that? And right. Like you don't need me a thorn in your side when you're trying to get this. And I don't really need her. Like, I'd like her. I mean, of course, since I work 24-7, I did turn this into the like, hey, Jill, you should just come back on the podcast. Yes, she should. And she should. I did ask her. And, and like, I, I'm best. not coming for her. I'm not. And so, you know, maybe shame on me. Like, I've had Luann on three times. I kissed the ring that is Luann de Lesseps. I would never try to come for Luann or any of that. In my defense, not to beat a dead horse. I asked Jill a very open-ended question and I never came for her. She just happened to give an answer that the media thought was a negative answer and made up their own headlines. I still don't think I did anything wrong, but you know, I'm really not coming for Jill. Like I would never come for Luann. I think after this interaction, I certainly wouldn't come for Jill. Like I don't, so it's not, it's just like, I do think there's an ulterior motive, but I don't think that's bad. I think that of course she wants to be back on this incarnation if it ever happens. And I think that, listen, when you think of who are we going to look to from the OGs? And I mean, I don't know how you could have that without Jill as one of the, the five. And, you know, if Andy's really saying, you know, if we want a real group of people that hang out and know each other, it is, I mean, Luann and Jill are close with Kelly Bensimon. It is Jill and Luann and Kelly. And I mean, Ramona and Jill may not be so close, but I mean, she's brought Luann and Ramona are. And so it's likely Jill would be possibly part of this. So I don't think, I just think that she has made mistakes and she admits that she's made mistakes that have to do with Bethany and Andy and many years and many things and no shade because everyone makes mistakes. And I just think she's like, I gotta, I gotta just this time, at least if it doesn't happen for her this time, I think she could say it's not because of what I did. And my best advice to her would be just to keep your head down girl. And just, just don't focus on it and just, just, you know, promote girls trip and just see what happens. Cause listen, here's the thing. It's, it's out of her control. It's out of everyone's control. Who's chosen for this show. 
they they know your name, Jill. Like they know oh, who yeah, you they are. Know where so, to find you. Yeah, yeah. But so I, guess- I think there was an ulterior motive, and I don't think that's bad. I just think she's like, I don't want you as an enemy, and I don't want her. Like I I I don't want enemies. It's not how I live my life, and so I feel look, there's plenty of people I've had gripes with that go away. Like, I don't know, for me to do a show and then put it in the title and it just, for me, felt sleazy. And so it's not because she called me. It's just more like I'm checking myself of like, that isn't necessarily my show. It's it's interviews with Susan Lucci was on the show. And, you know, all these it's like it's an Snooki interview. Was just on, yeah. Right, Snooki. And so like, if you say it, that's one thing. I'm not coming. I don't want to gossip and sling mud. It's just not really my show. And so, I mean, I, I do, I talk about things here with you, but not attacking yeah, but people. Not, yeah. You're not gossipy. I mean, you're not gossipy. You're, you are an insider. You get a lot of information about Bravo. Of course we, I don't think we're gossipy at all when we co-host, I think we um, give our opinions and, you know, like everybody with their faux crystal ball, you know, we sort of make predictions about what we think could happen and some happen and some don't. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sun their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I take my beauty and skincare products very seriously. And not only do I want my beauty and skincare products to work, but I want them to smell good. And that's where I've had problems in the past, where I've used fragrance beauty products. Now, the problem is a lot of them have toxic ingredients, which it's not just that they're toxics, it causes a negative reaction on your skin. I have broken out. I found that I'm allergic to a lot of products. And that is where my problem lies. Well, let me tell you something. I've discovered Lather. Lather offers daily natural skincare and wellness that help you feel real, all made with zero synthetic fragrance. They smell delicious and they're not toxic. I'm a regular user of their cactus flower and aloe gentle face scrub. It's gentle, but it's effective. It makes my skin feel so soft and radiant and it kind of shines. At night, I use the Radiant Recovery Sheet Mask. I find that I wake up kind of glowing. The products work, they smell amazing, and they're made with zero synthetic fragrance. What more could you want? Now, you, as a listener of this podcast, can get 15% off your order with code VELVET at lather.com slash velvet. That's lather.com slash velvet. Use code VELVET for 15% off. Yes. So I just, I, I, I feel she didn't force me. There's no, I feel that I, 
You've never heard me apologize, have you? I don't think I have. It's a first. It's a first. I just, you know. Great. I think it's great. And I do think you are right. I think, well, look, I, I think she doesn't want you as an enemy. She probably, she's probably learned a lot of lessons. I, I mean, I think you nailed it. And I think it, she's probably like anyone, if I were her, she's probably making the biggest run at right now of possible to be on this reboot. If in fact it's happening, although I'm really curious about your thoughts. Um, so, you know, she wants you out there speaking well of her and I don't blame her. You know, I think that's, I think that's good. A, a lot of Bravo people listen to your show a lot, Bravo producers. So I'm not surprised. I think it's a smart move by her. And like, you know, don't get me wrong. There's no ego. Like, I don't think like, you know, David Yontef is going to have the say in who cast the show. And I just, sure. I don't think like Jill is like bowing down to the altar of David. Like she's got, I just think it's like, she has bigger fish to fry and this could be some opportunity. And like, why do I need just one? I, it's not like I have a say, but why do I need that? And really, sure. I am that person. I am truly just like on The Real Housewives of New York, where you see people hate each other at one o'clock in the afternoon and love each other at two. And it's fast paced. I really, maybe because I live in New York, I really, truly in life am that person. Like whatever bothered me five minutes ago, you just, once you come to me and appeal to me as a human being, really as a, it doesn't matter if it's Jill on TV or someone else, I am over it. I I don't hold grudges. I don't care what happened between us. Like, you know, it's when you draw a line and you're saying shit about me and you're going to try to say whatever. And, and then I'm a lawyer and you're not going to win. Like just anyone, because I'm a lawyer. It's like a fucking crazy mind of like, we're in a battle now. And this is, so once you appeal to me and you're, and she said, like, I didn't, she, I, she didn't have to call me. And so I just, as a person completely respect that move. And I am just, I mean, I should never have talked crap. It's not right. And I want to apologize to Jill Zarin. There, I said it. So, <laughs> What a way to start. All right, baby. I love it. I've done it there myself. Yeah. Been there. So. I mean, okay. I mean, I'm dying to hear all your thoughts. I mean, this was a huge variety piece about Real Housewives of New York. I mean, I want to know, we're getting two shows supposedly. Um, I'm so curious about your thoughts on the variety article. To me, it said a whole lot of nothing. You know, I mean, Andy, they asked Andy a bazillion questions, you know, could this housewife, could Bethany be back? I mean, of course, you know, he was very, you know, open-ended. He makes it sound like they have not cast the reboot or or the, um, you know, there's like the OG version and the new version. He makes it sound like, oh, hey, if you have a friend group, in that's diverse in New York City. We want to hear from you. He makes it sound like they have, uh, you know. I thought it was a whole lot of nothing in that article. Well, I have a lot of things that I've heard from the inside. Yes. And a lot of things just that are my opinion, which you know, someone DMs me or made a comment. Are you good in? Because I was very adamant that if New York came back out of the last cast and this didn't happen. In my opinion, Luann was coming back, Ramona was coming back, and that was it. And maybe Tinsley from the past, maybe. But even her aside, Ramona and Luann, that was it, nobody else. And so someone's like, are you going to finally admit you were wrong? Not really, not really. Sorry, not really. I wasn't wrong. Like, we're, we're not going believe- forward. Well, I believe, listen, I believe that they, okay, this is what I believe. We had okay. season 13. 
I personally don't think season 13 was as god awful as everyone else does. I don't understand what the big uproar was, but there it is. We have it. Perhaps it's because I know Ebony in real life and I'm friends with her. Maybe I'm jaded, like and, and not jaded, but maybe I'm just biased. I don't see what was so wrong with it, but it didn't work and the ratings were bad, period. I personally think that they tried to come up with this concoction that everyone's been trying to come up with. Who do we keep? Who do we not keep? And I think if you kept Luann and look, you couldn't, you had to have kept somebody out of Ramona, Luann and Sonia, this OG, just to continue that type of show. You had to have, if you were going to mix it in. And I think no matter who you got, you, you, if you kept Luann and Ramona and you got five new women that most likely would have been younger, 35 to 45, it would have, how is that going to work? You're going to have two OGs with very strong personalities. Not, that's not a negative statement. And it's still not going to integrate. It's probably going to be these two against four or just somehow integrated. It's not going to work. It's going to be like two separate shows and it, it's just not going to work. So I do think that they figured out every combination and they're like, any combination would have been season 13 over. It's a little bit different. We're not in the same COVID, but it wouldn't have worked. It would not have been an integrated cast. It would have been the old regime of Ramona and Luann and all these new people. That's the first thing. So I think they they tried and they thought about it and how would that have worked? It just wouldn't have, right? Okay. That's, I mean, my, my take yeah. on why that season, season 13 was so bad is because nothing happened. It, it, you know, Ebony, unfortunately gets the blame because she is new. She was the first woman color and she did talk about race a lot, which I was fine with all that. The problem was nothing else happened. Nothing else happened in Ebony's life. Ebony is, you know, I, I like Ebony a lot, but she wasn't rich. She wasn't dating anybody rich. She wasn't doing anything. And to her, like, Neither, none of the others were either, you know, Luann's nowhere with her relationship. There's no business you know, Sonia came off as a complete alcoholic. Ramona fine was clueless as usual, but again, like it just nothing, nothing happened. Like I compare it to the housewives of New Jersey, right? There's just so much depth to the show. You have the husbands, you have Jennifer now, you know, and Bill had an affair. You've had, you know, Teresa's like got a new man. I feel bad for Ebony because she's sort of the fall woman when I think all those conversations would have been fine if other things had happened and someone had been rich, but like, there's just nothing else. Like nothing Leah was boring. You know, Leah came in with such fire. She was such, she was, she was so interesting. We thought Leah would be dating, you know, Leah, like the first season, Leah started drinking again. Not that I'm encouraging that, but it was, then Leah was sober. Luann tried to be sober. It was, it, nothing happened. It was the worst season of all time. It was, I see, I have to say, I think it was one of the worst. Maybe was, that's but why. But I don't, I wasn't upset about all the race talk. It was just, this is so boring. It's like, it's just, I don't care. It was awful. Well, I truly believe, you know, I guess that's why people didn't like it. And it's COVID and all that. But I just feel there's no combination that would have worked. That's just my opinion. So I feel like that's the first thing that after sitting around and getting to that analysis. Now, I do think a couple of other things factored into this decision. I think Salt Lake is a huge reason. This is my second tier. I think the first thing is how could anyone be integrated? Second of all, I think Salt Lake is 100% a reason that this is going forward this way. We have a whole bunch of people 
that are truly connected. And we have a brand new cast that nobody knows. We don't know one single person on this cast. We're yeah. getting to know all of them together, just like SNL did way back in the Sherry O'Terry, Will Ferrell, Chris Catania. We leveled the field and that's Salt Lake. We started with a whole bunch of new people. And now in season two, even in season one, it was good. But season two was great. Not just because of Jen Shaw. It's a real, who is the superstar in Salt Lake? We have Jen Shaw, superstar. We have Meredith Heather. Mark, superstar. We have Heather. We have a whole cast of actual superstars. And it's because these people really know each other and they're all brand new and it's, it's just level. So I think personally, A, they tried to think of who to keep and who to go. And I do think the real discussion there was, Ramona and Luann and Sonia. I still think it would have been only, only Ramona and only Luann. And I think integrating people with them wouldn't have worked. And I think they thought of that. And then I think second, the fact that Salt Lake is such a success as like this new franchise, they're like, like, why not? That's, they're like, why not just do it with New York? I think that's, so I think that's how we got to the main event which is, it's almost like our, our, our discussion here today needs to have tears. It needs to be like, you know. how did we get to this? That's the first thing. Second is how, what does this really mean for the main show? The third is what does this mean for the OG show? And the fourth is what does this mean? And mm-hmm. who from the past has, has an, a chance? So, and who is this good for? And who is this bad for? So that's, I, I just think in my opinion, I think Miami being back and that's kind of new, even though it was all, I just think Miami was off for so long, it's kind of back. And so that's like a new group, even though some of them are older, but I really think it's Salt Lake. I just think that like, this is how they got to this of like, let's start over. It worked okay. in Salt Lake. But did you believe in the Variety article where Andy says they haven't cast the the, the um, friend group yet? Do you believe that? Or do you think they already know? I know for a hundred billion trillion percent certainty that they didn't cast the friend group yet because I know people that are... Now, what's happening is people are now... They put this out there. I do believe from my sources that we're on the same timeline, probably the end of the summer in the Hamptons, August is when filming will start into the fall, into October. I think it's going to be the same timeline. And so here we go, guys. We got to start filming in, you know, August. This is the time we have to find a cast now. You know, we have months. It might take months, but no, I know for a fact that people are now reaching out, whether you see a casting there and you're, you're sending in your groups. I know for a fact in the past 48 hours, people have done that. And Casting calls are happening, and I know certain people who have specifically been contacted, some of which are new and some of which have been involved, not on the show, but have gotten, have spoken to casting in the past. They've gotten calls of like, hey, didn't work out five years ago, three years ago, whatever. Are you interested? I know this. I know this. This is all a fact because I know the actual human beings that have gotten these calls. So it's definitely not cast. It's definitely started. It is definitely going to be diverse. I don't think it's going to be, here's our six white women and here's one black woman. No, it's going to be, you know, maybe two black women. We have like every ethnicity here. And it's going to be a true kind of like Salt Lake. I go back to that. I think it's going to be 35 to maybe 50 years old, same age as Salt Lake. It's going to be a true group. And I do think it's going to be as well to do as possible of the real society movers and shakers like it just new york it's good 
it's so that is well, what, what New York is. New York is truly a melting pot. But wait a minute, wait a minute. I have to ask you. I mean, you are friends with Ebony. Is Ebony like? Do you think there is a part of Ebony that is disappointed she is not? being considered or not going to be back. And what did you, th- I mean, Leah went on her Instagram and said, you know, all right, it's official, you know, that's a wrap. Um, you know, thank you for all my Leah mob supporters. So what do you think of those two? Are there any Leah mob supporters? <laughs> Here I am giving an apology yeah. to Jill Zarin. But again, Leah, I mean, I have no love loss with Leah, but you know, here's the deal. So, okay. So do you want to talk about I mean, right. So the thing is, I think acceptance is the first thing here. So technically, this is a termination of everyone that was just on that show. Leah, Luann, Ramona, Sonia, and Ebony. So I don't know. I mean, I think like for me personally. Yeah. Anyone who knows me knows that I get bored so very easily. And that extends to every aspect of my life, including my workouts. I find the best way to stay motivated is to have variety in my workouts. And that's why I love Peloton. The variety really does help keep me motivated. You can do a bike workout. Then you can do yoga, meditation, dance cardio. I'm actually really good at dance cardio, guys, if you can believe that. And there's a whole new artist series class where you can listen to music from one single artist. I choose Madonna more times than not, but you can also do a theme like pop or rock, hip hop, EDM. Peloton has everything. And Peloton has a workout for every day, every schedule. You can de-stress from a long day with 30 minutes of strength or 20 minutes of cardio or a 15 minute total body class before work or after work. It's great. Listen, visit onepeloton.com to learn more. That's onepeloton.com to learn more. I personally believe that every person that I just mentioned, like I think all five of them truly thought that they would each be back. I'm not Mm -hmm. so sure. I'm not so sure how each person necessarily thinks that like to me there was zero percent chance that leah was coming back if this show went forward but so to me it's over so that's great that leah's saying that i mean i think the real people that are probably i mean luann and ramona and sonia they've lost a lot of money from this First, I'm just talking about the main show right now because I have a lot to say about this other thing that we're apparently we're going to get this this reboot. I mean, she got you know she had two two hundred plus comments on her Instagram. Leah did putting this up, you know, just people, you know, congrats, Mazel, you know, um, that kind of thing. So I don't know. I just I it was interesting because Leah, I think, was pretty outspoken. I, I thought that she was going to be back and kind of like, you know, really. I think, I, I think you're right. Really thought. I think she thought she was going to be back, but I personally don't see how she would have ever been back if we went ahead with who's staying and who's going. I will stand by. I think Luann and Ramona were the only two that were coming back. I, I will stand I by that to the end of time. So no, I did not learn anything to this troll that says, are you going to realize you were wrong? I was not. I stand by that. That's truly what I think. I believe Ebony. Maybe Ebony would have been back, but I, I, Leah would not have, and I don't think Sonia would have. But so to me, it's like if you were Luann or Ramona and Sonia, I mean, that's a lot of money that's gone. 
Okay. I mean, I want to hear all your thoughts. You kind of insinuated at the start of this podcast episode, you don't think there ever will be an OJ reboot. You think they're just saying that. Well, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. It's like, I don't see how you could have been now. And I'm not so sure that I think that. Like, I'm going to get to that in a second. I don't see how, first of all, like, look, NBC Universal is brilliant. This is such a brilliant statement. This is such a brilliant Vanity Fair art. It's brilliant. I mean, if you announce that we are scrapping Brony and starting over, it would have been chaos. It would have been a revolt. Boycott, not watching, pissed. I want Ramona. I want Luann. I am pissed. Pissed, pissed, pissed. Even if you want Leah or Ebony, whatever it was, you would have been pissed. So I don't know how you could have just said, we're wiping the slate clean. People would have gone berserk. Then the show would have come out and then we would have had probably a ratings bomb. And also it's hard to start with a new show. Like Salt Lake didn't start with such great ratings. It really had to get there. And we're all busy. Who's going to take on a new show? I'm going to take it on. You're going to take it on. But the world does not take it on. People listening to this podcast would have probably watched. But so I think there would have been mass revolt, chaos. People would have been pissed and not watched in the ratings. So, So we have an announcement that is a brilliant press move from the top of NBC Universal, brilliant minds to say that we're revamping this. And we're going to have a second OG show. Now, let's just put this aside for a second, this OG show. It's a brilliant PR stunt because now people, they're not just mad. They're thrilled. They're getting two Ronies. This is like people are thrilled. It's genius. Genius. Now, I mean, I can tell you from what I hear and I think even from the article, this first show is a priority. We are casting, we are filming. I think it's, I don't, this is not some simultaneous gig. And so, I mean, this August, it's going to be one year since, you know, well, not even this like May is when Roni goes off the, you know, we're like into a year now where no one has earned a paycheck that was making it. So now we're going to have this new reincarnation. So really it's, I think if there is this OG show, I personally think my sources tell me, and I could be wrong. I'm not always right that it's one first and the other after, if there's a second one, and that's still a good year away. So it's kind of like, it's still not a great thing. If you're Luann and Ramona and Sonia having had a certain paycheck, it's like, to me, you lost your job and there's no shade. And like, I'm not, cause I mean, Luann is just the most wonderful person to me and I will be loyal to It's like, and even Ramona, who is, I mean, I don't even know what to say about my interactions in the real world with Ramona, but I don't wish, I don't wish just like, I apologize to Jill Zara and like, I don't wish harm. Like, I don't wish someone to lose their job. Like it's a million dollars paycheck. I love Sonia. Her comedy tour is selling, you know, she's doing well on this comedy tour. I, I agree. I, I think that's very interesting because you're right. I mean, this OG cast, you know, it's going to be two years before we potentially see them back. That's a very long time. And, you know, do audiences still have the, um, love for them, you know, two years later, of course, to your point, genius, genius announcement, 
but then what will come because really who are they going to bring back i mean maybe they do bring back sonia maybe it's Sonia. maybe they bring back barbara like i loved barbara i wish she barbara stayed on yeah I liked Barbara. That is not the first name that I would think of, but okay, here we go. No, I, I think that everyone will be. No, so listen, so I think here's the thing. Like, yeah. I, I listen, I don't think that NBC really has a definitive answer, but I do. Now, here's the other thing. So I'm thinking all this. This is in my head. No one's told me this. Just that, is this OG show real? Is it really ever going to happen? I think this is a, you know, it, and then I run into somebody completely. This is, I run into someone who is okay. in the, in the business. This happened last night at dinner. Okay. And, you know, on the Upper East Side and the conversation went there and I didn't say a word. And they said to me, like, you know, this OG show is never going to happen, you know? And it's not like it's Andy Cohen or someone that works for Bravo, but it's someone that has a, a rational thinking mind. And I'm like, it's so funny because that's exactly, exactly what I think. So I just think anytime I think something and I'm like checking myself in the mirror and then someone else is thinking the same thing who is like in the business and ha- it's just that's when it's like, well, I mean, I mean, are, you're not in my mind. I'm not in your mind. Now it validates my thoughts that, wow. Okay, let me have a second martini because it's exactly what I have been thinking. <laughs> okay, but so here's, but so- but I do have to say, I this is what I think. This is truly what I think. Like, you look at Salt Lake, and I mean, people love Salt Lake. They they're they're in it. So I think when this show comes out and it's cast, and I just think by the end of season one. Like if Roni is such a blockbuster with this new cast mm-hmm. and I don't see how it cannot be because the same people that are involved in casting Salt Lake are casting this, it's the same people. So I don't see how it's not going to be a blockbuster. I think, look, I could even see them getting a Jill Zarin. I think Jill Zarin's going to earn a paycheck. You know how Gina Keogh was, did a voiceover in the OC when they switched the cast around? Yes. I could even see them getting Jill Zarin. Honestly, I could see them getting Jill for this. See, see, I could see I'm giving some work to Jill here today. I could see Jill doing a voiceover like, you know, the more things change, they stay or whatever. And and there it is. And Jill will take her check. Girl, take your check and run. And just here they are. And I think it's going to be a bunch of little 37 to 45 year olds running around and lots of now, if this is a blockbuster New York benefit and charity and Hamptons and Rothschild and this and that and drama and this and the art world and, 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 and by the end of the season, I just, if it's a blockbuster, I don't know how quickly we're going to have an OG show. I think it's, it's out there. So if this is not so great, so, but even if it's great, we might have an, so I think one of two things will happen. I think either we're going to just not have an OG show because it's going to be a yeah. year later, or I think we'll have an OG show, but I don't think it's, I personally don't think it's going to be, I think it's Peacock, eight episodes, like Girls Trip. And I don't think, I mean, and there's all this crap online. There's no salaries being talked about yet, but I, I do think the million dollars, the 800,000 that Sonia and Luann, I mean, it's going to be a huge take it or leave it. Here's like a hundred grand or whatever they get, 250, whatever it is, it's not going to be the same. So to me, it's like, I, that's where it's like, I think if you're a Luann, a Sonia or a Ramona, like 
this has to be like, it's kind of over in in the traditional $900,000. This is what I think. This is like the end of an era. I mean, this is pretty amazing. Okay, okay. So if you were looking into your crystal ball and let's say they do exactly what you're saying, they go, okay, we're going to give eight episodes to this Peacock, to this OG cast. Who would it be? And maybe, you know, maybe 10. And I think reduce salaries, you know. Um, well, I do think it would be Ramona. Yep. I do think it would be, I'm going to give, I'm going to give my girl, my, my, my new girl, Jill Zarin a seat. You know. That would be good. I actually Andy, think it would be Andy says, you know, she's annoying, but he, he's, he's name checking her in the Vanity Fair article. He's our variety. You know, he's saying like, I'm waiting for my phone to ring with Jill. I think Jill's learned. I don't think she's going to call. I think Jill would, would get a seat on this. She's a classic name. When you say Roni, I think Ramona, I think absolutely Countess Loanne. Absolutely. Okay. I think for this and these intents and purposes, Kelly Bensimo, Kelly is deals with daily Kelly and Jill are close Kelly and Luann are close I think Kelly would get a seat listen it's a lot different when it's eight and it's 10 episodes it's not a Kelly would step up for this I think look I think you might see a Dorinda in there so whereas they bring Dorinda back maybe I mean let's see how it goes with girls trip with her and Jill I don't think those two were like tight 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 before girls trip but I think yeah, Dorinda's in, you know, you're in the mix. She talk, talks to Luann and it's these people, people like really know each other. I think if you're going to do this and I don't even know if it's going to be personally, I don't think it's going to be a, like a let's follow you around for nine months. I think it's going to be a like, you know, it's Jill's 60th or whatever, you know, yes. like I, th- I think it's going to be an Girl event. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be, that's what I think. Now look, I'm, that's no shade. You're going to get a paycheck. You know, the rumors they had two hundred thousand dollars for oh. girls trip for a week. So I think, but I think it would be, I think Kelly would be back. I think maybe, maybe Sonia too. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I don't think that, you know, Bethany, and listen, even if we have this, that's Never the other thing. Back. No, but I but I think even if we that's where it is. So I'm not, I'm not that jaded that we're not gonna have it, but I'm not so sure we're gonna have it. I think. This announcement and leaving this door open is so brilliant and people love it. And I think let's see how it goes. And I don't think it'll be a really expensive show to produce. Let's do it. But I think that if we do it, that doesn't mean necessarily we're going to do it for 10 years. It's might be, we promised it. Here it is. And here we go. That's good. Yes. Oh my God, David. I love it. I I really, I can't even counter that because I think your prediction is so genius and spot on. And so here's the thing, whereas I'm saying this is like bad news for like Lou and Ramon. And so, I mean, I do think if you're like a Jill or even a Dorinda and you want back into this, I think it's great. I mean, those are two of the classic OG, you know, types. I think, you know, they're probably personally, I don't think there was ever going to be a space for Jill or Dorinda back on like the main show, the way it was going. That's just my honest opinion. And so for me, I think this is good news for some. It's good news for them. If Kelly wants back in, she's a real estate agent, go in, get your money. So I think it's good for get people like coins. Jill and Dorinda. And I think they would take it. 
And, and I'm not giving you any shade. I have no horse in this race. I'm just thinking like a producer at NBC of how this would work. I really, so I think it's like great news for Jill Zarin. I think it's possibly the best for her and maybe really good for Dorinda. And so it's good for some and it's good for a whole new group of people in New York. Look, I get it. I get it. Like, I like to move on from things and I really feel that everything in life happens for a reason. Yeah, I sure. feel if I, if I speak out and go crazy and I'm canceled for like whatever happens, it's kind of like it was meant to happen. And yeah. I, uh, I tend to move on. But having said that, I do have sympathy. I do understand a Jill or like a Dorinda. And now like, I do have an understanding for like, this is kind of the house that you built in like, whereas I will be doing behind the velvet rope till I'm a hundred because no one could take this away from me because it's yeah, mine. Yeah. Like this is how it works in this crazy, awful, insane media business of entertainment. And it has yeah. to be hard to have built Manhattan moms, you know, Jill Zared or, or any of these people from the ground up and now just have to sit. I mean, it's the same thing like Vicky and, and, and you have, I do have sympathy. It has to be hard when you aren't really ready to get, it's kind of like when someone breaks up with you, it takes a I minute know, to get over it. Takes, it. It does. It takes, it takes, yeah. It takes anywhere from a couple months. I mean, I think like Carol Rad as well, right? Who we both adore, you know, Carol's over it. Carol doesn't care. Carol's not coming back. There was no, you know, Carol's like, bye. I think this is now trash. Like I tried it as a social experiment, but I want nothing to do with it. But that's to your point, very different than a Jill Zarin, even a Leah. I mean, I'm sure Leah like was banking on staying, maybe not so much Ebony. Cause it was kind of like contentious from the start, but. And yeah. that's, and that's the other thing I want to say. I mean, I think the person like someone who really gets screwed in this whole thing is Leah. I mean, Leah ain't going to be part of the new show. Now I, have heard. Oh, really? I, I don't know if this is true. I have heard from multiple sources. I don't know if it's true. I've heard, you know, Leah is now getting her friend group together to go. Why it's, not? It's, yeah. You can go pitch it. It's not happening. Um, Leah's not going to be the new friend group on Roni. I'm going to, I'm nothing against her. I'm just telling you that's not happening. Zero percent chance. It's just not. So, I mean, this is, I'm just living in the real world, people. I have no horse in this race but so I think someone like Aaliyah who's not going to be on this new show she's not an OG we're not thinking of her in this OG cast I think you know if we go down the list I think everyone that gets it will accept it I don't even think Heather I think Heather Thompson who I love who's been on this show many times I think her name would come up but I almost think like I don't know. We just saw her in this other strange experience by going back in season 13, which is not fair to her. She's phenomenal. I just think that like, I don't even think she would be like on the first rung. I think maybe eventually, I think it would be, I really think it would be Jill, Luann, Ramona, Sonia, Dorinda, and Kelly Bensimon. That's honestly, if you want my off the top of my head, those would be my six. Now, if Andy wanted to rock this thing to the core, if you wanted to rock this to the core, you really should go call Alex McCord and just get her back here from Australia to film for like a month and have and have that be the whole premise of the How damn show. Epic. Oh my God. Alex and Simon. Wasn't it Simon? No, was it yeah. Simon? Oh my God. They would be so good. What a blast from the past. Oh my God. They they should right. come back for a summer in New York City. Yes. Let me tell or you. Or like though. a fall in New York. That would be 
I've totally forgot about her. I that would be the whole premise of the show. Like, well, we can. even Aviva Drescher. I forgot about Aviva and the the leg. Oh my God, that'd be so good to, okay. God, I mean, there is good. a lot of history. I mean, listen, uh, yeah. Miss, Miss, Miss Alex, she don't want nothing to do with it. Now, <sighs> if they, I don't know, that's, you, they, you say that and then there's money, but I mean, Alex doesn't want to talk to me. She doesn't want to talk to anyone. She just, she's very polite. They very politely decline the invites for the association oh, they were with so good. They're very they were lovely, so but they, they don't want to talk. They don't want anything to do with it. So, but you know what? Money talks and who knows? True. Oh my God, David. I love all that. Okay. So that's really just what I, and I, I think Leah gets screwed because she's not part of the new cast and she's not an OG. So I don't think, I, I think, look, I think if anyone, like, I think if you look at Ebony, I mean, Ebony can go pitch herself to this new version. Like she yeah. has like, you know, I mean, it would have to be a lot of, you know, friends and who's in, but I'm just saying I might, yes, I think that there's something about a whole bunch of unknowns that that's why they're doing this. I I don't think they're going to go with any familiar face because it's just going to be too. But at least Ebony is in the door. Like, I don't think Leah's in the door. Like, I think Ebony truly, like, despite what like a Ramona thinks, you know, in her limited world, like Ebony is before this show this is not just saying this like because like but before this show like she has like she's in the media like you know black media in new york like bevy smith and i mean there are benefits and chair i mean like ebony is has this life that has nothing to do with roni that is really connected and 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 is high society in a lot of circles in new york and so it just at least well, that's like in the game of what I think where this new incarnation is going to go. And I it's definitely going to be a diverse group of friends. And I look, it's not that hard. They did it in Salt Lake. Like it is going to be like a Vanderpump yeah. rules where people like know each other. You know, it's truly like six people, seven that may not all know each other, but they are, they know each other enough and it's really connected. That is going to be the show. There's none of this casting of like you're going to pretend to be her none of that it's going to be the real deal and i think they just got to the point where they're like we have to announce this right now because we only have now i mean she's coming up on my show this is this will be out before when people hear this interview this person will have already been on my show but this monday on my show i have the one the only (laughs) miss luann de la (laughs) yay oh my god okay Wow. Uh, that's a huge interview. Yeah. I'm back for a third time. I love Luann. She, I, this was after she made the headlines with everything that happened at the townhouse bar. I know you have the first interview. It is prior though. It's, this is, it's like 24 hours prior to this announcement. And so between Ebony just being on my show and Luann, like, I can tell you like these women didn't see this coming. I mean, we talk about next season, me and Luann, about like, <gasps> oh, wow, really? Wow. Which That's is, it's, I, I, I get it. It's a business thing. Like, you're not going to tell people, but like, what a shame. Like, how, how so, harsh. What do you think? They like got a phone call right before the Variety article dropped? I mean, did they get a phone call? I don't know. Wow. Damn. 
Okay. I would, I would, I would, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Oh you, my God. You got, I'm not so sure you got a phone call. No. Oh my God. It's listen, okay, it, wow. it's like a brutal business guys. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well, the best advice I ever got when I started in radio and television was from my former co-host who hired me. And he basically said, congrats on your job. Now it's not show friends, it's show business. And you know what? At the time I was like, God, that's such an awful thing to say. But actually now, like 10 years later, I'm like, you know what? That was actually great advice because you can make friends in this business, but you also have to realize it's show business and show business is just about what sells the ratings and what's hot. And, you know, you just have to like not take it personally, but that's very hard to do. And it's hard to do if the show is all you had, which like for someone like Sonia, Ramona, Louis, I mean, they built their names on that. And like, to your point, Vicky, like, I just, I don't think they saw it coming. I think they thought they were like above that, which happens to a lot of people and you're never above it. No, I think like you're never above it. I mean, just think about like, you have like one, two, like almost $3 million in salaries between Luann, Ramona and Sonia. And now you're going to have, and then you factor in Leah who was making 200. So let's, Okay, so that's three million two hundred. Ebony, let's throw in like three, right? So like three point three million dollars in salaries versus like seventy thousand times, you know, seven. Even if it's a hundred thousand, that's seven hundred thousand dollars. You're gonna you're gonna salary you're gonna salary the show for five hundred thousand dollars versus three point three million. Do you think this is they- how did no one see this coming? How how? I don't get it. Okay, but what do you, what do you, but when you say that, what do you mean? Do you think that there will not we won't go back to the days where it wasn't Nini was Nini famously the highest paid for a long time? Okay, and she was at a million, right? And then we've obviously seen like uh, Candy reportedly gets two point or two million. Is that it's something out there? Correct? Yeah. Okay, so do you think we're now experiencing like gone are the days that you're going to ever have somebody get to a million? I mean, I think it depends on the ratings. Like Atlanta, the ratings okay. were like what two million, one point nine, one point eight. Like Atlanta, even two years ago, yeah. was like in the one points. So I just think and with, Teresa Judice has to be making yeah. close to a million now. Like, don't you no, think? If I, not a Teresa's million? at like one five or no, I think yeah. Teresa's at like two million now. Sorry, I bet. I bet. I and mean, Teresa's. Yeah. And I mean, look, I'm watching New Jersey. I love it. I feel like they have, they have ongoing, like it just is so good. Like I said, at the start of this episode, I mean, they can, they manage to keep it going. It's awesome. It's really good. Listen, I mean, there's a reason Teresa is just, I mean, she doesn't, it's natural and she's, she is mad at Margaret and she is just like, I think Teresa's thrilled. I think Teresa's probably like, Jesus, like I haven't earned this paycheck in three seasons. I've been calm. Like, bitch, you're giving me a reason to be Teresa Judice. Like, thank you. Cause like, I'm really mad. I mean, she's not, that's the thing. Teresa's authentic. She don't act like when she's mad, she's mad, you know? But so I don't know. And so then that like ties into the Jill thing. Like, I just think like, let, let the woman yeah, she's a nice woman. I mean, yes, I'm saying this, like, she just, I mean, I don't want to, you know, like, we're all going to be dead one day. Like, we all got bigger problems. Oh, like, I, 
I would, I'm with you. Like, I don't, I never like to have conflicts with anyone. Can I just say, Yeah, it, it makes you realize, like, I think to me, like to a Jill, Luann, we're all in this together. Like there's a network and then there's all the rest of us. Some of us make 20,000. Some of us make 300,000. Some of us like, it's, we're all on a sliding scale from like $10,000 to a million or whatever. But then there's a network that could blow all of us away with one flip of the switch. And so I just think if anything, we're all in this together. Like I have my role, you have your role. I mean, I ain't going nowhere. So it's just like, I just think like the enemy shouldn't be any of us. Like we got enough problems here and it's just everyone wants their piece of totally. the pie. Totally. Listen, I mean, this just became my business. You know, nobody wants the Susan Lucci. They like her, but they'd rather listen to, you know, the housewife from 30 years ago that hasn't been on anything. That's just, that's the people that are listening to this lovely podcast. Yeah, right that's now. what they want. You give them what they want, David. So I don't know. I mean, like, look, I don't want to be cynical. I hope it all works out. I hope there is an OG show. I just feel that this is, I mean, everyone's really excited. Like, let's just take one day at a time. And by the way, I really hope, I think because I'm I'm in New York, I got 8,000 DMs. Listen, remember when Erica Jane, when there was a headline that she was getting divorced from Tom and that like a month later, we learned that Tom did some bad things and then nobody wanted to talk about anything for months and months and almost a year, except Erica and Tom and everyone, they didn't want to talk about Roni or New Jersey or Madonna or, or Ariana Grande, all the world. And this, our world want to talk about was Erica and Tom from like a hundred years. Yeah. I really, really hope, really hope you can all DM me. I love you all. I really hope that there's something that we all want to talk about other than just Roni for the next 500 years. There, there will. There's so much. I feel like there's so much other, there's so many other things we didn't even get to today. That Do you we're know what we get. need to talk about next week? And what? we cannot, we cannot talk about it right now because it's a whole discussion. I know. Cause it's we be need to Kathy talk Hilton. about Kathy Hilton's last season. She's, she's done. She's, she's going to be like, fuck all of you. Oh my God. Yes. And of course, oh my God, there's so much to talk about. We need to and, talk and about Potomac, that. Potomac, you know, um, apparently viewers basically helped Robin Dixon diagnose herself with a, with adult ADHD. I mean, she actually went to a doctor and was diagnosed, but did you see, she put out a whole, you know, post about how she listened to fans. She went all her procrastination, getting up late. Anyway, she has adult ADHD. I mean, they're filming right now, Potomac at the cherry blossoms at the very famous cherry blossoms in DC. Um, Hey, listen, it's going to be our next chat. Since I told you all this behind the scenes and I'm running into this one at dinner and this one. And by the way, I've talked to several of the New York housewives this week, like past, present. I've had Lots of conversation. So your assignment needs to be, can you like go and, you know, text your buddy Candy Gal? And like, can you go find out, like, you know, find out a little something that Candy Gal is willing to tell you from this Potomac filming? Because here I am slutting myself out with all these Ronies and Ron Jays. Like I'm doing my business up here in New York and New Jersey, but text Candace, find out a little something. You know what I'm saying? I will. And Ashley Darby. Ashley Darby now. I mean, God, she's been I on that saw, show so long. And she's, I miss, I saw her. She just posted on Instagram. Like Ashley's, Ashley's had like a little bit of a glam up, I feel. 
I do too. She looks fabulous. I think she's loving being a mama to those two boys. I'll hit up, I'll hit up all the ladies and see what I can find. And I mean, I got to check in with Monique. I mean, Monique has that, has that um, radio morning show. I'm sure Monique's now on kind of our end. She's probably talking about them to some degree. So I'm curious. I love Monique. You just made me realize that I never heard back from my people. Um, About Monique, you need to have her back. I'd like to, I'd like to have Monique back on. She's a nice girl. A nice woman, excuse me. That's not appropriate, David. Um, anything else you want to cover here today, Sarah? I mean, you didn't you didn't no, expect please. an apology. You didn't expect I, I, no, but I wanted to hear all your thoughts. I loved what you had to say. No, I mean, we'll get into it all next week. Um, you know, per usual, you guys know I put out new podcast episodes Monday through Wednesday of the Sarah Frazier show. I do recaps of TLC on Wednesdays, and I have, you know, a lot of TLC stars. And uh, we were trending this week for Max Kalschmidt. Um, Is that one of the guys was hot that you had on? I know, I know. Yes, um, probably that? Max, probably Max Kalschmidt. He is now Mariah's ex-boyfriend on Welcome to Plathville. Welcome to Plathville is one of their biggest shows. It's great. So, you know, I know I'm speaking a foreign language to David, but I'm obsessed with TLC. Before the 90 days is so good. Anyway, Sarah Frazier, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, you interview the thousand pound sisters and all this oh, other stuff. Love them. Love them. Working on getting them. They're very hard to get. They don't do a lot of press. They're, they're, people make fun of them so much. They don't want to do press. I don't blame them. Um, I, I don't blame them. I mean, you can find me at Behind the Velvet Rope on Apple, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are found. I'll just be there making apologies to everyone, owning my shit. <laughs> I done and- it. I've done it. Been there. You know, and on Instagram at Behind Velvet Rope. And that's it. And like, listen, I'm not saying any of this with any ego. I'm I'm not a know-it-all. I'm not Bethany Frankel. But I truly feel, from my own knowledge and all my sources, that's how I feel this whole Ronnie thing is going to play out. I'm going to stand by it. Here I go again, standing by things. But that's it. I'm exhausted. So listen. Love it. Go to bed. Love you much. Thank you for stopping by. And everyone, we will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.